Barney, not you too. I'm not a zombie. But hey, when in Rome. Hey, it's tardy to look hard and it's spooky time. So spooky, it's like Spirit piece of me and we missed the first time around. Bill ain't missed this, so he picked it. He missed, yeah, but I missed it. I never seen it. Yeah, so this technically qualifies for part of the party. Yeah, so it's Night of the Living Dead. Ooh, spooky. Yeah, this is our first real um, spooky thing that we're doing this month. Uh, our recording and publication schedule for October got a little messed up because Daniel and his family got a little sick last weekend, so we had to skip recording. Mm. And so instead we bumped up... Uh, did we have two Disney through the decades in a row? So I guess we're going to have two yeah. of my picks in a row. Uh, this week will be... Yeah, it's Night of the Living Dead. That. Next week? I'm almost tempted to change it, but I should stay on course mm. and keep it with the zombie theme. Uh, but yeah, this week we're you talking about... To, with... depending on what your other choice was going to be. Yeah. Um, I did wa I did, did, did just watch Halloween Town. Have you ever heard of that? Uh, the name sounds familiar. <sighs> this is something... I can't remember if someone was talking about how it was like the most Halloween-packed movie of all time. And I was flipping through the Disney Through the Decades collection, and I did see... No, no, it's not even Disney Through the Decades. It's not Through the Decades collection. Disney Plus has a spooky... Of course, every streaming service has a spooky Halloween playlist now. And then I saw Halloween Town is actually on the Disney Plus Halloween spooky shit. And I watched it, and it's actually kind of... It's not good. Uh-huh. But it's cute. <laughs> and it's it does seem to be kind of a touchstone for a lot of, like, younger people. And... Mm. That could be fun for making fun. Have we done? I feel like there's some. Oh, Hocus Pocus. That's the other kind of like younger people Halloween touchstone thing that we've talked about on the podcast. And mm -hmm. I'm so when it comes to holiday stuff for both Christmas and Halloween, um, I love that stuff so much that I don't want to just keep on watching the same shit that I grew up with all over time. So I'm always on the lookout for stuff that has become iconic for other generations. The and dude so, in, in, in Halloween Town looks like Donnie Osmond. Fuck Kirk Cameron. Which guy are you talking about? There's not too many guys. I don't guys know. The... There's a photo of this, the dude, and he looks like how I just Yeah, and there's him. a there's a love interest guy, and then there's the mayor of Halloween Town guy, and then there's a little brother who looks like like a character from the Iron Giant, and that's pretty much it. But uh, Yeah, Halloween Town's okay. from like 1980. And I was kind of thinking, of course, with us doing Night of the Living Dead this week. You sent me a picture. Let's see. I was thinking about, what the fuck is that? That must be from a sequel, because that guy is not... There's, like, also four Halloween towns. Oh, okay. And so, yeah, I think that's from a sequel, because that is... Ugh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Um. Hey, what was I talking about? Night of the Living Dead. I was well, With us doing Night of the Living Dead this week, of course, I was thinking about next week doing Dawn of the Dead. And that would be the last zombie movie I would ever really want to cover on the podcast, because I forgot that we had actually already done Return of the Living Dead. And Dawn and Return are my two favorite zombie movies. You're the one who suggested, I think, doing Night of the Living Dead because you had not ever actually seen that. So yeah, yeah. we're kind of keeping at least a halfway to our original idea of this podcast. And I was like, we can do that. It's not a good movie. <laughs> what? Like, not that Dawn of the Dead is a great movie, like, objectively by itself. But at least... It's got a little bit more going on in the, the Night of the Living Dead. Night of the Living Dead, for two-thirds of it, nothing happens, and then suddenly the whole movie happens in the last 20 minutes of the movie, and that's it. <laughs> and the movie's over. Um, yeah, I... It wasn't until watching this movie again, I totally... I totally forgot why I never watch Night of the Living Dead unless I can help it. Fucking Barbara. <laughs> She's so... <laughs> we have officially found the most in-art movie about? character in history. 
What are you oh talking my about? fucking god! I know it was the '60s. It wasn't quite so progressive, but she is such a fucking nothing in this movie. It's room. Oh, fucking! Oh. And she's like the only. She's like the main character for like the first twenty minutes of the movie, and all she does is kind of stand around in the dark. And even then, when Ben shows up, she's still ca cat. Uh, she's catatonic, and so Ben kind of becomes the new main character by default, and he's just like talking at her, and she's not like doing anything, and. Yeah, the movie really doesn't really begin until the family comes up from the base. I guess we're talking about. Did you want to do a blow by blow? <laughs> Sorry, I was looking at my. I ordered something from Lego, and I was looking at the the. Yeah, we're gonna do a blow no, by no, blow. No, no, go ahead. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. So I, I went from Romeoville, Illinois, to Syria, Illinois, United States, to Saint Paul, Minnesota, Mongolia. What? <laughs> I don't know. It's currently in St. Paul, Minnesota, and Mongolia. A and Man Mongolia at the same time? <laughs> no. So it, it's the city-state, and then United States is where it's it's at. Yeah. Where it, and then it, it's United States, United States, United States, Mongolia. I think their computer system just fucked up. <laughs> what do you have coming to you? That little toad house that was supposed to be Comic-Con exclusive or whatever uh, it was. I don't think I even saw that. that, that that's cool. I'm glad you got yourself a little something because yeah. today, well, as we'll break it now, as we're recording this, October 11th, uh, 2020 is Daniel's 40th birthday. I'm turning to dust! Yeah, you're officially middle-aged now. I think, I think 40 is supposed to be the start of middle age or whatever the fuck. I'm dying at 80. Yeah, but yeah, you're halfway through life, I guess, officially. You've got... I guess. You can expect everything that's happened to you in life to happen all over again, except now you're going to be more physically decrepit as it happens. Yay! Yay. Um, yeah, well, actually, how that's kind of thematically appropriate that we're talking about Night of the Living Dead, because Night of the Living Dead is all about the creeping mortality and inescapable nature of death. So what mm. better way to start your 40th uh, birthday then talking about one of the most boring zombie movies ever made <laughs> <laughs> so yeah this is George Romero's first movie this is the first zombie movie that kind of kickstarted the whole zombie genre mm -hmm. um it's funny because I guess before Night of the Living Dead zombies... did it or did like because I feel it no go ahead I, I, I... what like, what were the direct follow-ups after this? Because I always feel like well, there it came many in, from... more in the 70s was more of a zombie film. Well, that's... that's I could be wrong. That's kind of the funny thing, because not... Well, so the whole story about this movie is that now that Living Dead comes out, it's... They forgot to put the copyright notice on the, on the, on the movie, so it immediately went into the public domain, I guess. And so the movie just got widely distributed because of that. And it's almost because it went immediately into public domain. Kind of like a similar thing that happened with It's a Wonderful Life, where because it went into public domain, it became so popular because everyone could, you know, there's like everyone, every TV channel in the world was showing it and stuff like that. And especially, I guess, uh, became a big thing in Europe because all the arty, fartsy jagoffs in Europe were all like, these black and white film about these zombies with the main black lead who gets killed. By the, by the police with the guns. That is a political mm. statement. It is a horror movie for our times. And mm. so it got like like a lot of accolades and stuff like that. But it wasn't so popular like that like a lot of people were copying it. It wasn't until 10 years later when George Romero makes Dawn of the Dead that that becomes super popular and that's what really kickstarts the real zombie thing. Yeah, where like 
in the latter half of the 70s into the 80s, that's when you suddenly get 18 bazillion zombie movies. But it's weird, though, because even though the word zombie is never even mentioned in this film, a lot of people create... A lot of people, you know, credit Night of the Living Dead with the creation of, like, the modern zombie. Even though, but, like, I don't know how the hell that happened, because before Night of the Living Dead, the basic idea of a zombie was just, like, somebody who was controlled, like, by mind, like, voodoo magic mind control. They weren't, like, an undead creature. It's, like, an entirely different kind of concept. For some reason, this movie, uh, the word zombie got mixed up with this movie. But, yeah, this movie sets up the whole idea that, like... It's undead cannibals coming back to life. And I forgot that even in this movie, they kind of established the thing that in order to kill a zombie, you have to shoot the brain. Which becomes a big mm-hmm. thing and, you know, it becomes a core part of a zombie canon for so many other movies after this. But yeah, this movie, it really wasn't until Dawn of the Dead ten years later that this really kind of kick-started off the whole yeah, real zombie thing as we know. And again, going back to watch it, you can totally see why. Like, it's weird. How... Did, did 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 this movie feel any particular way to you while watching this for the first time or anything like this? Because going back to watch this myself again, and I have not seen this nearly as much as, as I've seen other zombie movies, I kind of forget how... I mean, this movie's very ineptly made, but mm-hmm. also at the same time it feels kind of weirdly... I don't want to say modern, because that suggests it feels like a 21st century movie, but compared to other movies, horror movies being made at this time, like even all the Hammer horror movies that are still one for like this like spooky gothic atmosphere this movie is so stripped down and even the music is kind of atonal dissonance and it feels kind of like yeah the, the, uh, this really feels like the first modern horror movie i don't know if that's if that's the way it comes off to you but that's always it's always come to come off to me mm, i wouldn't <laughs> say it felt any particular oh, way okay 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 See, I've, I've had this movie sitting in the back of my brain my entire life, so I've had a lot more time to think about it. Whereas you could just watch it and you're like, eh, eh. I mean, yeah. the acting's terrible. <laughs> it felt really badly acted. Well, that's the thing. Everything about this movie, it feels like a student film. And it kind of yeah. is because the genesis of this movie was George Romero and his, and his writing partner. They were going to uh, Carnegie Mellon University in Pittsburgh, where I grew up. And uh, they graduated. Was the cemetery one of the cemeteries surrounding your home? No, this is actually, this is Aww. all filmed like about 20 minutes out, out away from my home. This is like, yeah, just the, 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 the county right next door to the north of the county I grew up in. And for, I, man, but that's the thing. Watching this movie when I was a kid, because like I've mentioned on the show before, my neighborhood was surrounded by three cemeteries. So you're watching this and I'm living in Pittsburgh where this takes place. And I'm like going, holy shit. And like, Especially, like, during the news reports and stuff, they're talking about, like, neighborhoods being invaded that are neighborhoods that I live near. Like, it's, it's, like, I didn't necessarily, you know, obviously that wasn't the same cemetery I grew up by, but, like, it's close, it's, it's within my town, so they're talking about the places I know. So, for me, this is extra just, like, uh, and that's the other thing, like, growing up a Pittsburgher who is into more horror movies and any kind of, like, fantasy kind of crazy shit. Like, of course, this movie's, like, baked into my DNA along with the other George Romero zombie movies, so... I've entirely... That's why I don't want to get too hyped about this movie, because I, I always have to remember that this is such a, like, a stripped-down little tiny little movie, but it's it's so much baked into my DNA from all my life, I kind of forget how, how tiny but, um, yeah. But yeah, so the idea was that, yeah, George Romero and his writing partner, they were film students, they graduated, and in order to keep themselves alive while being uh, college students, they had been working 
doing like you know making commercials and stuff for, for you know different places in Pittsburgh and things like that so as soon as they graduated they were like well let's take our filmmaking knowledge and we'll try to make a horror movie and they were like you know what's the cheapest horror movie we can make we can't really afford to make monsters or you know special effects or anything like that so they're like oh what if they sure couldn't <laughs> well, that's like what if we just what if the dead come back to life and we just have a bunch of people just kind of like we have a house and we have some people and if the people just go they'll be the monsters and that's pretty much the genesis of the living dead and yeah that's i yeah i don't, I don't I really, yeah even though i was kind of talking about halloween town I, we should probably follow this up with dawn of the dead because i'd be curious to see what you think about that because at least the dawn of the dead i mean it's 10 years later made with like 10 times as much money so it's definitely got feels like a more actual movie movie Although by today's mm -hmm. standards, Dawn of the Dead still feels like it was made for 15 cents. Although that just means that this movie feels like it was made for five. But, um, but yeah, there's a actually we'll talk about like what happened to these guys after they made Dawn of the Dead. We'll talk about Dawn of the Dead. Um, but yeah, any specific takeaways or anything from this movie before we get into the blow by blow stuff? Nah, it's all in my notes. Oh. Okay. So it's uh it's it's I always forget their brother and sister, not boyfriend and girlfriend, but they're driving to the funeral place where they mm -hmm. put the funeral park. What's it called? The cemetery. The, fu the funeral storage. <laughs> Where's the dead people park? Yeah. Yeah. And the music's all. Car, car driving action yeah. thrill as you watch them take a hairpin curve. It takes Hold a while. to your butts as you observe <laughs> them park their car and walk. And also, like, this movie is so indefinitely stitched. I kind of, like, get, I grew up with it, so I like of affection for it. But, like, even when, like, this the kind of movie that's so indefinitely made, you can almost feel the people kind of waiting for their cues before, mm. like, half of the starts of each take and stuff like that. And, like, it's just, it really feels like such a student film. And, like, yeah, and the pacing is so glacial. As they, yeah, over the main credits, they're just slowly, just this big boaty car slowly driving up to the cemetery. And these people mm -hmm. cannot act to save their fucking lives. No, what are you talking about? She's like, <laughs> I think daylight safe each time should be the thing when, because 8 o'clock, it's dark at, not dark yet. What? I used to, <laughs> did they originally tend this to start at night? Because it sounds like the kind of line you would write to excuse why, but even in the, at this beginning of spring, it's not light enough at 8 o'clock to be like in the middle of the day like it is in this movie. <laughs> like I don't know, like, who gives a shit? You could just there's like so so much scene setting at the beginning, of, like so much exposition. Then, it's I like, like that they're both like, oh, we drove three hours to get here. We're gonna go three hours to get home. Mom wanted us to put these flowers on a grave. Man, just throw the fucking flowers <laughs> up. Your mom didn't even. She's like, she didn't even come along. Then why do you even bother? Just tell what? her, yeah, we put them at the grave. Yeah, and like there's a whole the guy the, the brothers got the whole spiel about like. We, 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 like, I wonder how many times they've sold us the same little bundle of flowers and just, like... <laughs> like Fucking yeah. three hours, man. You guys obviously don't give two shits. Because yeah. they're, they're like, put them on there and let's get the fuck out of here. Also, it makes no sense because they talk about how they've driven 200 miles in three hours. If you're driving that far, you're almost driving clear across Pennsylvania. That's not mm. just, like, outside of town. <laughs> the greater Pittsburgh area is not that big. Actually... Like I said, where they filmed is actually only 20 minutes outside of town, but... Yeah, so, yeah, so fucking brother who's this fucking nerdy-ass dork son of a bitch who's who driving gloves is all like... And he can't, like, even watching this again, 
when he gets up and, like, she's watching his sister pray, there's this, like, he gets up and there's just, like, five minutes of dead air as he's watching her pray, and he kind of mm -hmm. stumbles across his line, he's like, Barbara, church was today, Barbara, come on, let's go. And then there's a flash of lightning, and he kind of just says the same line again, church was today, How? Barbara, let's go. <laughs> How lucky are they that that totally real thunder and lightning was happening? Well, that's the funny thing! So the guy's sitting in the shadow of a tree. Obviously, all the light is behind him. But suddenly there's a flash of lightning, which is obviously someone, like, turning a light bulb off and off and on right next to his face. What are you talking about? <laughs> it's just like, what, what fucking Sunday School Mr. Rogers bullshit is this? <laughs> it's, a, it's a miraculous that this movie has a reputation that it has. It speaks to how potent the zombie thing is because this movie did not become famous because of its technical merits they ain't for goddamn sure but but i love it like i said i feel i, I don't want to be all fucking angry video game nerd t picking this movie apart but oh my god fucking amateur hour over here oh god <laughs> so, anyway so he puts on his sweet driving gloves and yeah that, that takes like five about... minutes <laughs> I remember when we were kids and I jumped out from behind a tree and said, Oogie boogie, and you said, ah, and you were so scared. Hey, you're still scared, aren't you? She's like, no, I'm not This is the most like, action Ooh. she gets to do in the whole movie. He's going, no, <laughs> And then he says, they're coming to get you, Barbara. So that every single documentary yeah. and every made about scary movies can use that clip. Yeah, and that's, 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 yeah. Uh, it's funny, because as, as a kid growing up with this, that's probably my first exposure to Boris Karloff, so the first time I saw Boris Karloff and anything, I was like, oh, he, that's what the guy in Night of the Living Dead is doing. But yeah, this is totally, like, every fucking, like, yeah, like, fucking, the, whenever the horror channel launched, that guy was practically the logo and the singer <laughs> for all the commercials and shit like that, yeah. They're coming to Whoa. get you, Barbara. And this is, and for the next 20 minutes of the movie, it's him just going, Barbara, Barbara. The guy oh, actually dude, does a pretty she... good Karloff, though, to give him credit. I had no idea he was doing a Karloff, so I'm gonna disagree with you on that. Oh, really? Well, then again, like no. I said, this is what I get for growing up with the movie in my blood, where it's like, somebody coming from, yeah, the perspective, you're just like, why is he just acting like an asshole? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, she curls a real good insult to her, and calls him ignorant. <laughs> ignorant. ignorant yeah. How dare she? She goes all Michael Jackson on her. You're ignorant. No, it's ignorance. It's ignorance. Well, you oh. made me do Moonwalker. I'm glad I made you do Night of the Living Dead. <laughs> I suggested it. Oh, so. yeah, actually, yeah. And she's leaving, but better watch out. That dude kind of stumbles into her. It's been stumbling, bumbling so around. And kind of sort of attacks her, kind of. She's so, all, wow! I guess one random, the, the for some reason, one random zombie in the cemetery out of all the million people buried her. He's stumbling around and then suddenly teleports yeah, in front of her. So she walk, mm -hmm. walks into him. And he's like, Bleh! and the guy, who the dude they chose to play this zombie looks so not threatening. He looks what? like fucking, he looks like the Adventures of Pete and Pete or something like that. He's always making this dipshit face. And it's just like, yeah. And, and like, but he's got dirty teeth, Bill. <laughs> they totally they had him chew on some licorice before the day. Well that, well, that is the great shot. He ends up wrestling with the brother. He ends up smacking the um, I'm gonna need you to put some air quotes around the word wrestling there, Bill. Although even that takes like five minutes, where they're kind of like They gently fumbling. fall to the ground, and I guess he... The brother bonks his head on a stone, maybe, <laughs> sort of, kind of, halfway. Yeah, and there's like a, like a little tiny sound of like... Boop, and like, okay, I guess the brother's <laughs> dead now. 
But there's this, a... this—it should have been the Pink Panther falling down <laughs> sound effect. I need to find that sound effect so I can start editing into the podcast. Um, but yeah, so but there is a great close-up shot of the zombie looking at Barbara, where he's like got his jaw like unhinged. But he, that's the shot you see where it's just a dude with like black licorice on his teeth. That's not like. <laughs> and so he gets up, and then now is an hour and forty-five minutes of her slowly walking away while he slowly chases her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, he's like, ew, gross. The brother tastes like duty. So oh, maybe the... she tastes what better. What is this? Yeah, because he's got a free meal. If the only cared about was eating people. Yeah, what the fuck? And she's smaller. Mm-hmm. He's got the... Well, I, the brother's pretty skinny, though. Actually, not. I think about it. But... Oh, my God. He's like, did you hear that terrible impression he did? I'm not going to eat that. <laughs> no, he... It was awful. <laughs> this fucking this asshole. Uh, but yeah. So she, she gets back into the car. There's 25 minutes of... The zombie just smacking his palms against the glass. <laughs> yeah, and he grabs a brick and breaks it, and she's like, ah! It, ah! Is, it is kind of scary to think about the zombies using tools, though. Because that is mm. like, okay, that does like suggest some kind of intelligence. Which Don't I worry, though. It's not scary in this particular situation, but... She pulls the e-brake and very slowly rolls away, <laughs> and the do- zombie says, Drat! She's very slowly rolling away. It's the world's slowest car chase, as she somehow managed to drive more slowly than a dead man <laughs> She's can like, shuffle through the wheels. I don't know how to steer this thing, I'm a woman! This is... This is the... And th- th- there's a little bit of this in Dawn of the Dead, where it's just like, I'm a woman, I don't know what to do. And yeah, she just crashes into a fucking tree. Not even crashes. She slightly scrapes against a tree, and she's like, "Well, mm. well, I guess the car's useless. I'm just gonna stumble into the fucking forest, I guess." I better not go back and check my brother for keys from this slow-moving, shambling dude that's coming after me. Exactly. This fucking, this fucking Mr. McGuffin-looking man. What the fuck is just like? Yeah. I mean, she lost her shoes. She can't do anything without her shoes. It's funny because I, I didn't realize until she shows up at the farmhouse she has no shoes on. So I don't know if like there's a like, deleted scene where she. Yeah, there's kind of. Well, no, there's kind of a shot where she looks back at her shoes like. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so she's like, yeah, ends up yeah, it's like running down a forest lane and through a, like a. And then yeah, and the zombies and... lumbering after her, and he's all, slow down, please. I have blisters from these shoes. I have it hurts no to walk. idea how the zombie tracks her because she does run quite a ways and somehow mm. like. Yeah, but she sees a farmhouse in the distance, so she goes running after yeah. it. Well, she runs in a couple circles outside of the farmhouse for a bit. Yeah. Until she finally figures, maybe I should go inside this place. It's funny, too, because, like, the way she runs around the farmhouse, you pointedly see that there's, like, a cellar door outside, which totally betrays the whole point, the plot point later, that there's no way in or out of the basement. I can't but... believe it. There's no consistency <laughs> errors in this thing. What are you talking about? I love how this movie feels like it was literally made for, like, $5, like, on the weekends, and no one got paid for it. It's fucking great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, she finally gets into the house. Yep. And then the movie's the house. all <laughs> animal house. Ah, animals. Heads on the wall. Oh ah! yeah. I guess that must be a little bit of a psycho reference too. You can kind of see. Actually, it wasn't worst so- attempted jump scare I've ever seen. Yeah. And she, like, there's a phone, and she picks up the phone, and the phone makes some sound, which I guess is supposed to be like like an out of service tone or something like that, but it's no. <laughs> phone tone I've ever heard of, like, burbles and gurks at her, and then she's like, oh, and then she gets a knife, and then there's just, like, there's about four hours of her just in the house, just, like, looking out the windows. Yeah. Just, yeah. The zombie stumbles around out there, and more zombies show up, The movie jumps back and forth between day and night, depending... (laughs) 
the zombies are like, what's up, Carl? And he's like, no much, <laughs> just trying to get a date. It's a little scary to see that there's more than one zombie now, but yeah. Um, she goes upstairs, but oh no! There's an arts and crafts project nobody finished laying on the floor. Okay. It's all a melty clay person. This is legitimately the one closest... I can't say it's actually good, but it's the closest thing that's good. Of terms of like a makeup <laughs> special effect thing. Is that... And it doesn't... They almost managed to accomplish something at some point. <laughs> there's, there's the first, one time in the movie they actually tried to attempt something, some kind of ambition. Um, you know, the other thing, too, because I can't remember what version of the movie I gave you is, which is funny because I can say that because this movie's in the public domain, so we can talk about <laughs> piracy and stuff like that. But <clears throat> the version I'm watching is a really nicely restored version they put out for the 50th anniversary of the movie a couple years ago, which is funny because when you fire up the movie, there's like a George Lucas family trust logo which is funny to think that george lucas is spending any money on on film preservation considering how fuck how badly he fucked up his own star wars movies but um the version i'm watching is really nicely restored like where they took like they digitally removed all the like the film stutter and it's like a really rock solid like beautiful gorgeous print of the film mm. and which makes the movie look nice but like <laughs> with special effects scenes like that scully faced lady at the top of the stairs looks extra just like this looks scary. You know, of course, it's going to look scary on, like, standard definition TV when, when I was watching when I was a kid, like, in the 1980s. But now it's even extra. Just apparent that it's just, like, I don't know if they took, like, a real human skull and just put, like, clay over it. It does have a real, like, I don't know if it's, like, a cow eyeball or something like that. But that at least that being real kind of makes it look a little scary. But, yeah, if you look at it more from, for more than two seconds... In That's HD, it's just it look, yeah, it looks like an arts and crafts project gonna run, run amok. Zombie was like, I'm just gonna eat the face. I guess that zombie didn't come back to life. I guess even though, unless the brains got eaten, we didn't see it, but. So, but that's like the biggest, that's the real biggest jump scare in the whole movie. Is that, yeah, that yeah, she's like, ah, and then she runs outside. Oh, wait. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah she runs I mean, outside and runs more, right but... into. A young black man, and he takes her back inside. That's really weird, too, because she runs outside, and the way they they, uh, they, they they do it is, too, she, she runs outside, and like, you see there's just, like, a black screen with two lights, and I guess it's Ben pulling up in his truck. But then, like, the first... Then suddenly Ben teleports outside of the truck into this completely out-of-focus close-up, and then back to Barbara, and suddenly it's an entirely different shot where he is in focus. And it really is just like, Jesus, guys, this is... Could have edited this a little more cleanly, but again, I kind of like the fact that it's so kind of ineptly done. But, <laughs> but yeah, so Ben comes in, and I can't remember. Yeah. I because she well, just he goes starts asking her questions, and uh, is this her place? And is there a key to the gas tank I saw? Out oh, there? that's right. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, and she so, doesn't answer anything. So there's pretty much. So this is pretty much the movie for the next 20 minutes. Is him just trying to get the lay of the land while she just sits in the corner going. <gasps> Well, he, she can't answer because she's busy trying to act as hard as she can. She's really trying, Bill. She's trying. I mean, she, it's not like she's not trying, but she's not good, so it just makes it like... <laughs> oh, God. And it gets even worse later when she's sitting on the couch and just like, I think I'll the Johnny has the key. Johnny has the keys! Oh, just like... Uh, you know, the actor playing Ben, though, is really good. Maybe not, like, mm. fucking the oil of Olivier compared to all of people who have ever been on film, but at least within the, the, the scope of this film, he's actually... <clears throat> he is the best in the movie, we'll give him that. <laughs> yeah, so he, he he tries to go upstairs, he sees the, 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 the clay meat zombie, 
<laughs> and he kind of comes. It's great because he comes downstairs and he's all like, "Oh, the horror, the horror!" And they're both oh, like, the horror, oh, "What are we gonna do?" Yep. And she looks at various things like she's just learning what things are. It's just then fucking blood drips on her and she oh, wakes her up great. enough and she's like, <laughs> "What's happening?" And oh no, the zombies are smashing the headlights of his car. One that looks like Jiminy Glick. <laughs> There's a really motley uh, collection of... I get the feeling, because they probably had to... You know, they obviously shot this over a whole bunch of nights. That they probably couldn't get the same... But the same people could have come back and play the same zombies every night. So you can do get like, a motley assortment of fucking zombies. I see them watching it right now. There's this guy, yeah, with white face. It totally looks uh -huh. like Jiminy Click. The fucking Martin <laughs> Short character. Uh -huh. I'm like, what did they do to this guy? I, I, I hope that's not makeup, because I can't imagine that's just the way the guy looked. But he's not pretending to be a zombie. Oh my god. Well, that's the funny thing, because most of the zombies, like, they didn't even bother to put makeup on. They're just people just going, Ugh. At least in Dawn yeah. of the Dead, at least everyone has a little bit of makeup on, and this one is just like... Oh god. She says great. there's two of them outside. And uh, and he asks her that. There's, he sees there's two, and if there's more, and she says, I don't know, and then she, I don't know, and she screams it. And he goes outside and just beats the living shit out of them with his tire iron, smashes their ding-dong heads in. Yeah. And then he goes back inside, where one was very slowly approaching Barbara, so he stabs it on the head with his tire iron. Oh, is that what it is? And then... Okay. Old bathrobe Hank is a coming, so he gets bashed in the face too, making a great noise when he gets hit. Ooh, yeah. And then more are outside, so Ben closes the door. She looks at the one on the floor, and is it supposed to be moving its eyes at her? Ah, uh, yeah. I just, I mean, I. Or is it I, supposed to be dead? Within the canon, I think it's supposed to be dead, but because it's not a living dead, it got fucked up. <laughs> Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I he mean, says, I, because he, I, he is, later on they do admit that, like, if you if you kill the brain, he's got a hole in his head, so he should, yeah, dead. Yeah. Quote, unquote, so dead. So then but, yeah. somebody said, put an 80-yard bend saying, don't look at it. <laughs> film. What are you talking about? The sound editing of this film is anything less than stellar. <laughs> I do love that. <laughs> Watch out for snakes. That, that kind of thing, yeah. <laughs> Oh, man. I love movies. Movies are great. <laughs> so he drags it outside and lights its ass on fire. Yeah. And he he locks the door and says, let's get some lights on in here, so... let To let them know we're really here, I guess. That's a good... Because so, if I were in that situation, I would be like... You know, actually, that would be the one best argument to hide in the basement. It was, if you think they can smell you or anything like that, like, get out of out of sight and out of mind as possible. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, so in, but instead of doing that, he decides to throw on all the lights and become a beacon for every zombie within like viewing distance from like, like hundred miles. Turn around. on the lights, start hammering things, make as much make noise as, as much possible. light and noise as possible. Exactly, yeah. So he does. Yeah, there's a whole month. Essentially, the next twenty minutes is him just like boarding up doors and stuff while Barbara just sits in the corners, fucking eating soap or whatever the fuck. No, remember that part where she accidentally turns us on a mute turns us on turns on a music box. That oh, was the... and that's kind of like spookily dupely. And, yeah. and Romero was all artsy. <laughs> I'm gonna film it through the music box. It's it's hey, here we have a memory of happier times. It's so spooky with mm. the music box music over the thing. But yeah, mm -hmm. um, actually, yeah, we're only it's, it feels simultaneously like the movie should be way farther than the movie than we are, but it's only 23 minutes. But yeah. Yeah, it, it, and then he starts ripping up shit and grabs, and she grabs a couple of little sticks and is like, we good now? Yeah. Oh, and there's the whole and thing. And enjoy watching them board up doors and windows. What? Him sweating his ass off, and yeah. she just kind of stands there looking around. Really, the big thing that happens here is he, he starts just monologuing at her about how he wound up here. 
Well, he's tearing apart a table to so he can take the legs and turn that into a torch, and like he's using the the, the <laughs> flat body of the table for like the to to, to I do, board up the front door and everything like that. Yeah, I do have to say, as an introvert, that I have been in that situation where that she's in, where you just not you're just not talking, and somebody's like blah 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 blah. blah somebody's got to keep on like, talking, like yeah. I'm they, not responding. Take the hint that I don't want to talk, but they just keep going and keep going. Yeah, you're so the person's so scared of the silence they can't shut the fuck up. Mm-hmm. And why well, the bed's full of nervous energy, yeah, of course. But yeah, he talks about how he was just driving along and something, something about a truck was on fire. Yeah. But then he also got he the saw truck. the opening the Resident Evil two. That's I'm assuming that you know I, I uh, that yeah um yeah is that yeah that might actually be a with a truck driver fly that maniac bit me. <laughs> I forgot about it. it's been so long since I played Resident Evil two. <laughs> Uh, do they? They don't do the same thing at the beginning of the remake. Well, you know, oh, it's slightly different. Yeah, but I couldn't yeah. remember. But anyway, but yeah, he's talking about something. Yeah, there's a truck on fire, and the zombies were chasing the truck, and something, something. But he wound up seeing the farmhouse, and so he, that's how he won. Um, yeah, nice and concise and to the point. No time wasted at all. Yeah, and like even the details of his story don't match up because he's like simultaneously the he he was driving in another car, but he had to stop for the truck. But then the truck was on fire. But the zombies hate fire, but like. Yeah, anyway, mm-hmm. but and he drove right through him, and they went flying all over. Well, that's place. a good visual. It's move. it's it's a great way to like plant visuals in the audience's mind without spending the money to actually visualize that scene. But yeah, it's, and it's... then she's like, "I'll recap the opening of the movie for you. <laughs> I'm a terrible storyteller." Did and she then I say that? And what? then I said to Johnny, "I said you knock that off. I'm scared, but okay, I wasn't yeah. scared. I was laughing." Oh, yeah, yeah, and then she's totally doing the, like, the oil of the <laughs> I like how he's like, why don't you just keep calm? Which is the polite way of saying, would you shut the f*** up? Come on. <laughs> and she gets all its hot in here. And... Oh, I'm watching uh-huh. it now. The subtitles are all, like, Barb moans. And then, then the fucking Ben gives her a phrase. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so then God. she starts the movie trope of where one of the people says, we gotta go back and get that one person. And the other person says, that other person's dead. And then they are like, no, and I does he slap her? And then, well, he stops her from running off, and she hits him, and he says, "Bitch, are you for real?" And punches her in the Bitch, face. Bitch, are you for real? Yeah. <laughs> and, and then she passes just... out, and he's like, "Finally, some fucking peace of quiet around here." I forgot how consistently terrible this movie is with the women, because like I forgot. I well, I guess there's a couple other women in the movie, but the one, the 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 girlfriend. Of she does stupid stuff where she decides she has to run out to save mm-hmm. and just like, yeah, George Miller, what are you doing? You fucking up. Um, but yeah. So anyway, Barbara <laughs> passes out. Uh, fucking mm-hmm. Ben is nice enough to unbutton her coat so she's not hot while she's passed out on the couch. Uh, and... Yeah, she said she was got a little bit toasty. I'm just gonna. I just want to make her comfortable. Well, she just got to be comfortable. Um, and then the, so uh... he turns on the radio and. Lights a fire in the fireplace, then he soaks some uh, chair in lighter fluid, makes a torch with a table leg, pushes that onto the porch, lights it on fire, and the chair says, (laughs) and then they... And then he gets back to boarding stuff up as the chair says, and why did the chair scream, Bill? (laughs) It's a magical, it's a magical reality universe. (laughs) Anything could happen. It's 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 Halloween and zombies. Mm. I don't know. Your your cat could turn it into a bat. I don't know. I hate you so much. <laughs> <laughs> now that song's gonna be stuck in my head because, like, oh, for the next two weeks now. So I'm <laughs> that. Nice. Um, I don't 
know if it's the most smartest idea to put a flaming couch right next to this, like, your very burnable house. Um, no, it's full of asbestos. This will be fine. <laughs> well, I guess, again, it's the thing. I guess he's trying, just trying to ward off the zombies with any kind of fire, but it seems like you're yeah. just going to attract more zombies than you're going to ward off, actually. Like, that, you're better off defending against, like, the half-dozen zombies who are already on your trail rather than attracting, trying to scare off those half-dozen zombies and accidentally attracting 30 more, which is exactly what happens. That's how the movie ends, is the whole thing with the truck exploding and everything seems to attract all the zombies in the county. And that's what, like, gets them all fucked up. So if they just, like, get if they just laid low, you know, not to do that fucking tired zombie movie fan thing where you're constantly like, if I were in this situation, I would totally do the cool thing and I'd have my super guns and I could be super badass. Power fantasy bullshit, but... Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the, 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 one of the big uh, storytelling things is that, like, uh, Ben puts on the radio while he's doing all this, and so the radio gets to essentially do the exposition of, like, Scientists are I'm just talking about how okay, the well, zombies are coming to life everywhere. It's not just the farmhouse. He finally turns off that record of cricket sound effects they have been playing in the house. <laughs> There's a part in the movie where it cuts straight from the suspenseful music straight to crickets. Like the record chirping cricket record gets turned back on. So, so abruptly, <laughs> I'm like, whoa, did they splice out like 20 minutes of the movie? What just happened here? But yeah, exactly, yeah. But now the radio the says people are killing other people all over the place. It's absolutely nuts out there, yo. Yeah. He looks at a closet, finds a rifle and some ammo. Sweet. And he tells her, hey, I found a gun and some bullets up there. So don't hit me again. Because, uh. I will blow your you brains know? out. <laughs> and some shoes. I found some shoes. Here. Put some, you put um... these gross old shoes on your feet. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, one of the mm -hmm. things is, like, yeah, this is a, a clever way for the movie to establish that this is happening everywhere, because we can't show it, really, but, yeah. um, we're also NASA go... is getting involved, like, there's a, a remote uh, not from... yet, not yet. I think they mentioned something about NASA's being, but they don't specifically talk Maybe. about, like, the, the, oh, okay. the, but it is the closest for thing to this movie as an explanation, and it gets seated right here. Uh... We'll see. So, uh, <laughs> he says he's gonna go upstairs... <laughs> Uh, it just seems a whole lot less awkward up there because there's nobody upstairs. He well, now that she's face. conscious again, he's like, I gotta get out of here. I gotta get away. Yeah. Here. So he uses the carpet the dead body conveniently died on top of to move it out of the hall, making sure we can see her face till we see it's totally fine and not the bloody clay mess at all. <laughs> I guess that's well, he tried. The daughter of you know the daughter who ends up killing her parents later that's like they just took they just had her like you know, we're gonna roll you up in a carpet and he's gonna throw you up but so the dude on the radios is like witnesses are saying killers are eating the bodies medical examiners are suggesting the bodies are being devoured officials say they're being eaten dead bodies are being eaten i can't say it enough times people are being eaten Chewing yeah. on bones of the dead, people being eaten by murderers, redundancy is my job. My job is to be redundant. My job. My job. Why does he say, like, six times in a row that people are being eaten? Yeah, I get you. Yeah, it's just... It's the it, one it's... scare tactic they have for the movie right now is just essentially this radio play that's that's happening over the radio. Of just It's not even really... It's, like, it's obviously not dramatic radio play, but, like... This is the one way they can kind of, like, keep the stakes up during this part of the movie where it's just Ben just doing infrastructure management in the house. So, of course, they're just going to keep on driving home the fact that, like, they're eating people, they're eating people, it's so scary, and... Yeah. Um... Oh, oh, no, what is that? After all the boarding up, two dorks come in and scare her. Ben oh. comes down and 
one of them is like, don't shoot, while the other says, radio, well, and runs to it. While Ben was doing stuff, the camera, like, pans over and, like, reveals the fact that, like, the wall that looks just like the wall is actually a door. Mm. And then a couple minutes later, they show two people, yeah, but bursting up, and it turns out there's a basement, and this is, like, a hidden basement door, I guess, yeah. Oh, so, uh... I guess they were in the sale cellar where they were uh, sent for a timeout for being terrible actors. <laughs> it's the hockey cool box down there. Uh-huh. So yeah, this is really, this is the meat and potatoes of the real movie. Now you actually have characters talking to each other. Finally, like there's actual yes. like dramatic things happening. Overcooked meat and dried, dried potatoes. I like the actor who plays the Harry Cooper, the dad. Um, I guess he also did the voice of all the radio stuff that we just heard, too, but, um, I do like the dynamic here. I mean, of course, it's funny watching this stuff in 2020. Totally, this guy is the MAGA Trumper guy who's all like, I just think out for me, and everyone else who doesn't think like me, they're, they're fucking up, but I just want to hide in the basement. Which is funny, because he actually gets proven to be right at the end, because Ben survives by hiding. But, I do like he's got this fucking knucklehead guy, little muffin top hairdo guy, who's, who's all he like... He looks... Like, every single extra on every episode of Star Trek ever. You know what I just realized what this kid looks like? He looks like the kid from Jurassic Park that What's-His-Face threatens to gut with the, with the, with the claw mm. at the beginning. The guy, it's a turkey! He kind of looks like the grown-up version of that little kid. Mm. Just throwing that out there. I'm going to do, yeah, do a little Photoshop side-by-side -side for the podcast art. But. And Ben's like, hey, do you hear me? Do you hear the sounds of people hard at work up here? Why didn't you come help out? And they're like, I don't know, could have been the monsters. She was screaming. Ah, lots of people scream sometimes, you know, whatever. I do like, I do, Ben's great because I do like, get your story straight, man. I love it. It's just fucking, yeah. I when there's a little bit of a racial thing going on, just a little tinge. Not that there's any, but, but like, there's something about how, like, Harry seems to be so upset that he's having to take orders from a black guy. It's like, it's not, like, made text in the movie, but, like, there's definitely that undercurrent going on, but, like, mm -hmm. yeah. Um, but, yeah, there was essentially, essentially they spend the next uh, four hours and 80 minutes of the movie just arguing about the logistics well, of hiding in the Mr. basement. Well, Mr. Cooper pulls his pants up real high and starts <laughs> ranting about how they about? all just need to go down to the cellar. He's dressed like the grand, like Lorraine's dad from Back to the Future. Yeah, what are you talking about? <laughs> um, yeah, the, actually, the way he's, his pockets on his pants are kind of flared out, they kind of make him look like he has womanly hips. Mm. <laughs> Not the most... I mean, he's a 60s businessman. What are you going to do? There's two ladies downstairs and a kid, and the kid's hurt. Cooper says, ah, you guys can do whatever I want, but I'm going back down to the cellar after I yell at you for another half an hour about how you can do whatever you want, but I'm going to the yeah, cellar. Yeah, I'm king up here. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I'm going to board it up, and I'm not coming out for nothing. Nuh-uh, no sir. Mm -hmm. And then they argue. Then they look out the windows to see how many uh, Zombombos are out there. Oh, there's and a little Hans... bit of an explanation, because Harry mm -hmm. Cooper, the, the old guy, he talks, which is funny, he's, not, he's younger than us now, probably, actually, but um, Harry Cooper, the old guy, he talks about how the reason that they're here is because they were driving here and, like, two or three zombies managed to overturn their car, so they had to run into the house, and they hid themselves in the basement, and that's, they were here even before Barbara showed up, and, and so, yeah, that's, that's, and so there's a whole argument about how, like, 
how much damage just even a handful of these zombies can do, despite the fact that they shouldn't be any more powerful than a normal human being. The the the, they're, the supernatural aspect. They of should them. be less because they're. they're well, that's what I was gonna say. They're all like, predator like That's kind of the kind of funny thing about zombies being super strong and shit in these movies. The supernatural part of these of the zombies is the fact that the dead people come back to life. Not that they're like super powered, like to be super strong or anything like that. Like I well, that's one of the jokes too. Is people will point out that like. It should be impossible for a zombie to eat anyone's brains, which is not a part of this movie. That's something that Return of the Living Dead really makes a big thing later. But, um, but like, yeah, aside from the fact that the human jaw can't wrap itself around someone's skull enough to, like, chomp into it, no one has the skull, the jaw power to, like, bite into someone's skull. The most you could do is gnaw on someone's head. But, like, yeah, so, like, and, like, even, though, like, I guess the, I guess you could just, like, bite the flesh off of someone else if you tried really hard. But it's not going to be yeah. easy. It's not like the human teeth are really made to, like, rip <laughs> other humans' raw flesh that well, but. Yeah, it's almost like zombie movies are stupid. At the best. And, yeah, the fact they're all rotted and stuff. And, like, especially, you think most of the dead zombies would be old people. So it would be, like, not only old, but they're also decomposed. And so, like, when they bite mm. you, it should just be, like, it being licked by a small dog. More than, like, an actual, like, ouch, bite, bite. Um, so, yeah. yeah. So then hands. Hands. I... Grasp at them. Oh, no. <laughs> and then the young, the young guy grabs a knife and starts hacking away at a paper mache hand. Somebody stuck through a hole in the board. I do, like, it's so clumsily done of the clay hand that gets chopped up and its fingers lopped off and... It's kind of, I mean, it's gruesome. It's more gruesome in that you can understand the idea of what they're going for than what you're actually seeing. <laughs> you have to make that, like, imaginative leap. And, yeah, I guess Ben shoots a couple of, of the zombies at the... And it's yeah. also one of those things, like, happens a lot in zombie movies where, like, people will be walking past a window and get z grabbed by zombies their hands reaching through. And, like, the person, for some reason, can't just pull away from the window. They have to be like, oh, no! Which happens a lot in this movie, especially with Harry's wife later towards the end of the movie she's like all she has to do is lean forward and the zombies can't get to her but like what? oh there's a naked lady butt too i'm watching this now there's a flat out yeah, naked some lady zombie, zombie butts and some zombie boobies uh, that's one of the things about this movie i guess it was released in the theaters a month before the motion picture ratings stuff happened and so this was released unrated and there's a whole anecdote about how supposedly kids were just able little kids were just able to buy they just thought it was like a horror movie like a normal like Ooh, spooky Frankenstein movie, and they didn't realize there'd be, like, kids stabbing their parents and people getting eaten in this movie, and supposedly, like, there's a whole big bubble because all these kids got fucked. And it was, like, one of the last movies that fu fucked up a whole bunch of kids before, you know, the movies had to be rated R or PG or 13 or, or rated G. And bunch of wieners. But yeah, that meant you could, you, could, you could be a little kid and buy a movie ticket and go see a movie, and there'd be a naked lady butt with titties in it, so. <laughs> it's the end of an era right here. Oh, so sad. Yeah. Oh, there's a lady zombie oh. eating a bug, which is actually yeah. the, the, the mom in the house, but she's made up uh, makeup, and she's actually pretending. So. Yeah. There's also a bunch of survivors from the local oatmeal factory explosion <laughs> walking around, walking past the tree with roots that, like, glow like a spotlight. There's a lot of mysterious spotlights just at the base of all the trees outside. Yeah, what are you talking about? <laughs> I kind of appreciate the stark lighting they go for in this movie, but it does look very kind of silly. Especially mm -hmm. when the lights go out later, like, actually, at least in the beginning of the movie, where he had, like, light streaming into the house. It looked really kind of nice for the budget they had and everything like that. Actually, the, the, the design of the lighting and stuff was actually pretty good. Uh, but, yeah, it's... it's. Yeah. Yes, I'd rather yes, yes. they do the thing where they actually film at night 
and just put like improbable lights by the trees rather than do the whole shitty day for night thing where it's obviously just yeah which they yeah. do a little bit of later but not so much that's why they say it actually looks like it kind of makes this movie feel a little more real the fact that they actually shot so much of this action at real night but Anyway. More arguing about Cooper taking his high pants down to the cellar. <laughs> He's really gonna go. Don't you worry. He gonna go. Ooh, he gonna do it eventually. It's that's the only bargaining chip he has to has, has to bargain with. I was like, I, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna close the door mm-hmm. after me. Yeah. And the young guy Tom has maybe a girlfriend down there. And she There's comes up. There's an empty void. In she the says, shape of I a have. Woman who that comes she up? She said. <laughs> she says, I got a lot of face and twice as many teeth. Hee <laughs> hee. I, I was looking up the trivia. I was wondering if this lady had been in anything else because I didn't even remember her being in this movie. And I guess she's the star of George Romero's next movie after this. It's a romantic comedy called There's Always Vanilla. And the title itself sounds like a Simpsons parody of some shitty no, that's what comedy you... thing. And even George Romero came out and said to me, that is by far the worst thing. When I've ever somebody made. asks you if there's any ice cream in the freezer, and you open it <laughs> and look inside, you say, there's always vanilla. There's always vanilla almost sounds like a fucking, uh, the, the fuck, what's his character's name? Phil Hartman. Troy McClure? Troy McClure almost, almost sounds like a random Troy McClure movie title. There's always vanilla. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Except that his version would be, there's always gorilla or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, now we have two women who are complete empty voids in the plot <laughs> upstairs, and yeah, you got Ben and uh, Tom, I guess. Mm-hmm. So uh, they're gonna stay up there, and Cooper goes downstairs, starts to board stuff up, and goes and talks to his wife, who hates the holy hell out of him, <laughs> and is barely holding it back. The funny thing is, I, I, just reading this this morning, I didn't realize that the uh, one of the the. Uh, the two big investors in this movie was a company called the Eastman and something something. Uh, it's uh, the actual two big investors in this movie are Harry Cooper and his wife. They they actually ran a mm. film studio in Pittsburgh and they were the two big investors in this film. They were actually married in real life and they acted in the film and I guess their daughter was their actual real daughter. So this is a, an actual real family, I guess. Mm. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> which kind of is slightly alarming because she does a really good job acting like she hates the shit out of her husband. Is she really? Acting. Well, he comes down and he's like, well, on the radio they said, and she's like, you locked us down here and there's a radio upstairs? You mm-hmm. fucking moron. And I love that he's everyone like, agrees. Right, you'll see. I'll be right. I'll be right. And she's like, oh, it's always about being right with you. I love, and like, he's all like, and like, it's, I love how everyone in this movie hates this motherfucker's guts. It's great. I love it. Mm. Oh, God. I, it might be why he's my favorite character. <laughs> I, he's such a prick. I like how he throws a cigarette down with such anger. <laughs> you, it's totally like Pittsburgh Playhouse acting. Of just like, <laughs> so much of this movie feels like a Max Fisher play. Of just mm. like, totally like, amateur actors and stuff. Just like, I'm going to act. I am a thespian, kind of, yeah. yeah. Oh my god, so. but yeah, so... His yeah. daughter got a fever, so they work out a swap. The Coopers will go upstairs for a little bit, and uh, the girlfriend will come down, and then, and then they go up. Cooper's ask, acting all twitchy while the wife watches Barbara stroke a doily on the side of the couch oh, like yeah, a real this weirdo. Barbara's just yeah, doing the whole, like, oh, I'm crazy, I'm kooky, I'm just staring off into the distance kind of acting. Kind of like mm-hmm. the way I'm, like... Not trying to be conspicuous, but being conspicuously inconspicuous, kind of crazy acting. Yeah. Yeah. And then Cooper comes in ranting about the weak spots in the windows and demands a smoke. And her, the wife says, 
Her brother was killed. How the <laughs> fuck did she know that? I know, yeah. Um, and why would you I'm just assuming. shout that in front of her? Because, I mean, I know she's catatonic, but, like, don't pretend that she's not there. And then Ben and fucking Ben and Cooper yelling at each other again, but Ben's found a TV that he's brought down from upstairs. He, uh, him, <laughs> Ben and Tom move a 500-pound, 3-inch screen TV <laughs> down. That tiny little TV. And it's great, too, because whenever they show footage of people watching the TV with the TV footage on the TV, the TV footage has been artificially, like, burned into the screen, so it's just a still image of everyone watching the TV, which is great. I love that's an old-timey uh, trope, but... Cooper looks at Barbara and says, You better pay attention to this! <laughs> what? 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 Like, and, like, I think even, like, Ben has to yell at him, you know, let's just leave her alone, Jesus Christ. And so now it's just 20 minutes of just the movie just giving us exposition into an alternate reality where it's still daytime? And it's live <laughs> well, TV? Well, and also... Ben says, no, me in charge. Upstairs, my domain. Downstairs, you. Me upstairs. I just love the image of Ben, like, thumbing his thumb upstairs, pointing downstairs. The time. Me <laughs> like, upstairs, you downstairs. Like, also, the me Cooper's key. like, oh, the TV's on. There's no sound. Play with the rabbit ears. <laughs> yeah, yeah, play with the rabbit ears. I mean, it's consistent with his character being a micromanager fuck, like, constantly just like, yeah. He always thinks he has a better idea than everyone else, but yeah. So this goes into a whole lengthy thing of them just like just the one movie's real chance to show what's happening outside the the parameters of the farm, and yeah, this this uh, there's a TV dork. news guy talk. Yeah, uh, he looks like fucking Gearloose Gearquack from Ducktales, and he's talking about all the different like neighborhoods that are being invaded and go to this station, do that, and these are all the neighborhoods I grew up knowing about. So I'm like, oh my god, yeah. Clarendon's getting fucked up, Zealian Opal's getting jacked up. Holy shit. The dead um, are living, they're seeking the, 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 the living, and they gotta eat them. And then he's like, ah, oh, we're getting reports of a satellite from Venus, maybe caused this according to this report from, uh, let's see here, someone named QAnon? That's an interesting name choice, alright? This movie, that's such the weirdest hand-wavy explanation for why any of this is happening, is that there's a probe from Venus. I mm -hmm. guess dusting the Earth... I mean, the movie never commits to that. It just brings that up as a possible explanation. Possible explanation? But, yeah. like, it's like, what the fuck? And it's funny, because, like, I was talking about how this movie strikes me as such a being a modern kind of film with, like, just the way it's shot and, like, the dissonant soundtrack, which I fucking love the soundtrack to this, even though it's obviously just cut from a whole bunch of, like, 1950s uh, science fiction movies, because I love it when the zombies are eating people and you just hear, like, they... Like echoey space music and shit like that, but like this, the one kind of like leftover thing from the '50s, aside from the soundtrack, which is the ex like very 1950s drive-in theater movie kind of explanation of it. it's like it's radiation from Venus bringing the dead back to life. But oh my god, yeah. Oh, I should also mention too before I forget, uh, listener Jonathan Mitchell, he has curated a fantastic. Uh, version of the Night of the Living Dead soundtrack on his YouTube channel. Left we'll out of the show notes or something like that. But uh, he, uh, yeah, he got his hands on a really deluxe reissue of the Night of the Living Dead soundtrack, which is funny because the soundtrack is actually just a bunch of library cues. It's not like there's any custom um, music written for this movie. But uh, this soundtrack release came with a whole bunch of show notes or uh, liner notes and stuff like that. And Jonathan Mitchell scanned all that stuff and kind of made that the pod or the on the YouTube. The artwork you can read while you're listening to this soundtrack and it's just really it's just really that soundtrack creation was a really nice presentation and jonathan mitchell did a standout job recreating that on youtube and 
yeah, it's 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 really good. It's good Halloween music. It's all very dissonant and well, kind of because the soundtrack was sourced from a whole bunch of different sources. It jumps back and forth between like being dramatic strings and like dissonant like space music and there's like one motif used for the um the zombies when they're eating people sometimes it almost sounds like a submarine radar sonar scope thing which is kind of weird too it's kind of very alien feeling in a way that yeah again it feels kind of modern and not so much like oh custom music from like you know hammer movies and stuff like that so i don't know shut up i'm rambling so monkey pants Daniel's gone off to play Animal Crossing. I've driven him away. Unless, did our conversation crash? Is Daniel gone? Sorry, I muted myself. You were gone! I'm gonna have to make a note of that. You were just fun. <laughs> no, I, I didn't one, say anything. Oh, one in the podcast, Daniel fell <laughs> asleep. I muted myself <laughs> to open a... Uh, uh, Pepsi can and I No, hey, I'm the last person myself. to take offense. I did just go off for I don't, 10 minutes. No, while you were talking, I only said one thing, so... Okay. It's not like you missed anything. I just said I like it when my scary movies make us watch TV with them. Yeah. Well, like I said, yeah, this is the one chance for the movie to show what's going on. Yeah. We'll be right back! Welcome to a night of total terror. <laughs> Night of the living dead, the dead who live on living flesh, the dead whose haunted souls hunt the living, the living whose bodies are the only food for these ungodly creatures. adventure in fear, an experience in shock more shattering than your strangest nightmare, night of the living dead, a night with the dead who cannot die, a night of total terror. Night. Of the living dead. Now back to our show. I like Outside. I like the reporters that follow a fake military man asking questions. Well, that reporter is actually George Romero. It's it's, mm. it's yeah. Yeah, it's totally just like a bus driver in like this fucking Tropico 4 like like Mussolini hat. And there's, I guess we're supposed to assume, actually, no, 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 okay, because there's, uh, there's a part of Oakland, uh, in Pittsburgh that kind of, like, I could see that kind of double as Washington, D.C., and I'm watching it now, and I don't think that's actually what it is, but yeah, it's funny, George Romero's talking to this Mussolini guy about, like, yeah, the space program and things like that, and of course, yeah, for, for what, even though this is supposed to be, like, live television, uh, this is, uh, 
in broad daylight. What are you talking about? <laughs> and like they've specifically said this this thing has only happened started beginning at the right before like dusk of this night. So I don't know when this is supposed to be taking place. No. I, again, I appreciate they didn't try to like day for night it. It's just probably just like in the middle of the daytime. And what nerd guy comes back? They're talking more science stuff. Nothing. Yeah, whatever. This oh, okay, is just, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now, rather than stay where you are and wait for help, now the powers that be want you to go out and face the armies of the undead, so you can maybe get to a fire station where it's maybe safe, possibly. Yeah. And if they can get gas, they can get there. It's only like 17 miles away. And hey, why is everybody on the TV cosplaying as Henry Kissinger? Yeah, everyone's got the horn-rimmed glasses and the button-down, like the yeah, the white start shirts and stuff like that. And I mean, that's just like a welcome to the mid '60s, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. Like the one guy's talking to another guy, and it's supposed to be—I guess it's supposed to be like at a TV station. And to make it look like a TV station, they have a bunch of clocks on the wall, but it's obviously like they're just like in a basement somewhere, and they just mm -hmm. put clocks up on the wall at the end of like this. Like electrical transformer, like yeah, that, that's Eastport. All these names of these neighborhoods I've not heard about in like twenty years. Anyway, so they um, they tell the mom go downstairs, swap with Judy, so she'll come upstairs, and Judy comes upstairs, and I like the guys on the TV being like, "You gotta burn the shit out of these bodies, or else they'll come back to life." And the other guy saying, "Yeah, what, 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 what about funerals?" And the other guy's like, "I guess we're just gonna have to forgo it's the so... comforts a funeral brings and I burn mean, the fuck out of these bodies." I guess we're living in a pandemic, so we get to we've got to see firsthand all year round about how poorly people can wake up to the, the you know the, 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 like we need to actually take progressive action on this we can't just like sit back but it's funny to see even in this situation the guy's like we can't we can't like get funeral arrangements for our loved ones and the guy's like no they're gonna kill you you have to put these you have to destroy these things there's no time to like order flowers for the dead you have to like do something about this stuff but yeah but yeah, so then they start making plans about yeah, the, how they the, there's a gas pump uh, not too far away from the farmhouse. If mm -hmm. they can get the truck that I think Tom and his girlfriend drove here into, they could fill it full of gas, and then, uh, then if they can drive it to, up to the house, everyone can pile in, and they could all go drive away to one of these military stations that. The yeah. news is talking about, so... They're gonna make some Molotov cocktails. Cooper will throw them from upstairs while Ben and Tom go get gas from the gas pump, which was locked, but now they have the key for from the cellar. <gasps> How'd I lose my space? I was reading the words. <laughs> I thought you were gearing up to say something profound or something like that. Uh, but... No. Yeah, so essentially this is the whole end of the movie happens right there. Um, everything falls apart as a result of this plan, pretty much. Um, so yeah. Tom and Judy talk feelings as they make the Molotov cocktails, emotions, unsure, the reassurings, smooches, high stakes, drama. All the women folk gotta go down to the cellar as the men take care of business. Yeah. Ben and Tom take the boards off the door to get that gas, but not before Judy and Tom look at each other one last time. I like the I like the middle-aged zombie that's wearing a toga. He's my favorite, I think. You're gonna get more opportunities for this in Dawn of the Dead because they, they they wouldn't leave a little bit crazier with the zombies in terms of like, oh, it's that ridiculous zombie, and oh, it's that. But yeah, there's there's a couple of funny. I just like the naked lady zombie. Hell yeah. Oh, uh, but yeah. So their plan is yeah, exactly. Uh, they're gonna try to run out to the car, uh, run out to the truck, hop into it before the zombies can attack them, drive to the uh, gas pump, fill it up with gas, drive it back 
of the house to pick up everyone, and while this is all happening, uh, Cooper's supposed to be up from the upper store window, or the upper uh, second story window of the house, throwing Molotov cocktails at the zombies to distract them. Yeah, and which he does. He throws a bunch down. I'm surprised he actually does that much. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, I can throw things. That's that's one thing I do a lot at home. Oh yeah, I'm watching the mo- I'm still watching your toga zombie right now. Yeah, it's the closest <laughs> thing to like a costumed zombie out there. I'm assuming that must have been like an autopsy tarp or something. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah. Uh. So they so go out. He they, does they that, do the plan. and for for some reason, Judy also runs out like a real asshole. So yeah, I wait for me. Oh, this is fucking because makes no sense. No, no, it's it totally I don't feels get like it. well because she's a woman, she can't control her emotions. She has to be by her boyfriend. So even though yeah, uh, Tom and Ben, the plan seems to be going okay. She wrecks everything by she has to run out there and she wants to be with Tom, and so they have to squeeze over, and make extra. They have to stop an extra long time to make space for her to come into the uh, truck. They uh, mm-hmm. all drive into the truck, uh, hop into the truck, and drive over. Like it's funny because it's only like 50 yards, but they have to drive over to the uh, uh, where the, uh, the the gas pump is. There's one or two little uh, day for night shots. They're not actually day for night shots, but they actually shot the little drive over to the gas pump thing at like at dusk or dawn, so you can kind of see where they're at, but it's still kind of dark. But it looks kind of nice. I think it looks very cool. Um, so they yeah, get, they to, get the to the gas, gas pump. pump. Yeah. The key won't work. Tom's like, ah, it's not working. So Ben just shoots the lock this... off. I thought that problem was going to be the thing. That... Problem solved. Because obviously this plan is not going to work. It's a zombie movie. No plans ever work out in a zombie movie. Yeah. I thought the bigger problem would be fucking shooting at a gas pump. But that's yeah. that's not the problem. The well, problem is so Tom's Tom, a fucking idiot. Tom, who earlier says uh, Ben doesn't know about gas and trucks. I do, though. He knows how gas and trucks work real good. So he just fucking whips the hose around, spraying gas all over the it's place. It's like, what's the, what's the water toy in the 80s that sprayed water all over the place? The wacky Willy Wallwalker clown thing. Yeah. He essentially decided to do that with the gas pump. <laughs> Always saying, Oopsie-Odo! And, like, I don't think he ever actually even gets the pump to the to the, the, the gas nozzle. He just... No. He just douses the truck in gasoline. Says, it catches on fire. SpaghettiOs. Yeah. <laughs> and then as Ben's trying to put it out, he hops in the car with his idiot girlfriend, leaves Ben... <laughs> he says, ben. oh, shit, I gotta get out of here. <laughs> He leaves Ben defenseless. They're both driving. They're both looking at the fire behind them. That is like, mm-hmm. it's just their, cr- their their truck on fire. And it's like, I don't know where they're driving to, but they're like, they keep driving and they keep on looking behind them like they're being chased. And suddenly they're, oh, they do stop and then fucking. Yeah, and she's like, I don't know how seatbelts work. I'm a woman. <laughs> and then kaboom, they blow up. My jacket's, I think it's an 80 yard line, which is, my jacket's quite. It's <laughs> just the most kind of like meek, like I'm a woman. I don't know Yay. how to do things, and just kablooey. It's just the yeah. And I love the look on like you uh, did it, Ben. His <laughs> gravestone will say Ben. We should have left his dumbass in the cellar. Oh God, you mean Tom, right? Tom, yeah. Yeah, Tom and Sandra, or the fucker name is. Yeah, I do. Sandra. Love the, the the close up on Ben. Ben's like, oh fuck. And, like, fucking Cooper's watching that. He goes extra oh fuck. And so, yeah. Oh, now, I just started sweating twice as hard. Oh, God. Now Ben's stuck uh, having to fight his way to get back to the, yeah. the farmhouse all by himself with, like... But got... Cooper won't let him back in. Oh, God, yeah. This, it's... Oh, oh, so Ben just breaks down the door, and then they quickly board it up together. And then Cooper... Uh, ben just... <laughs> 
All while Cooper's just licking his lips, just, <laughs> just constantly. This is it goes on for five minutes. And he's when like, ben comes "Oh, you in. got any chapstick?" I thought they were gonna kiss, cause Ben storms in. He's all skimming. <laughs> Are you Cooper's. as hard as I am right now? <laughs> he's giving him the smoldering look. Ben's licking his <laughs> lips, and like, and then finally, after five minutes of them uh, giving bedroom eyes at each other, they finally turn around and decide, "Oh, we should board up this door real quick." I guess you could argue because. Uh, uh, Ben has to kick open the door, he breaks the lock, that, that, like, that's a huge part of, like, why the zombies are able to get in here, because, well, but, uh, of course, the bigger thing is, I guess, pre well, presumably now there's, like, 15 million zombies outside, like, way more than there ever was, even, like, 20 minutes before all this stuff started happening, and so mm -hmm. while the new zombies are massing outside, <laughs> Ben spends four and a half days just punching Harry Cooper in the face. <laughs> I mean, it is great because they do, like, they work together to, like, Harry, they, they, they board up the door, and then, like, Ben leans against the door, and, like, I guess Harry Cooper doesn't see it coming that Ben slowly clenches his fist into, into a fist, and then just socks him, and keeps socking him, and then beats, I, I love it. Ben Cooper decides to get his ass kicked, and he does, and then he's, like, sitting down, he's got a bloody nose, and he's like, uh, uh, uh. And then the best part of the movie happens when they go outside and they show the zombies have a fucking barbecue. It's fucking great. Even though mm -hmm. it looks stupid as shit. <laughs> they go eat that dumb couple. Yeah, the, I guess the fire. So that begs the out. question that I, I always have in these fucking zombie movies. Why are there so many intact zombies? They want to eat people's. Yeah. That's their thing. Yeah. Shouldn't all of these zombies be half-eaten? Yeah, well, especially any fresh victims. Yeah, exactly. Especially as long as their brains are damaged, they should still be writhing around, even if they've been, like, essentially whittled down to the bone, presumably. Um, but, <laughs> yeah, despite the fact that Tom and Susan just died in an explosion, they suddenly turn into raw cuts of meat from a local deli. <laughs> Mm -hmm. That the zombies are biting into. There's like one zombie that's one gnawing zombie's on like big... liver and onions. But yeah, it's totally like they're just eating just like just like raw meat. Like mm -hmm. for, you can almost you almost hear them like ripping the meat out of the cellophane packaging from the local giant eagle or something. And oh, it... while well, somebody's like, "What's salmonella?" <laughs> well, the credit to these actors, because like I know. Like, Romero's always joked about how, like, whoever they could get to, like, oh. pretend to eat raw meat on camera, they would always pay a little bit extra because that's the least they could possibly do. Uh, yeah. But it is me talking about the soundtrack. This is the part where I was talking about how the soundtrack gets extra dissonant and it's all space music and kind of really creepy and the music's going, boom, 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 as the zombies are, like, this is the, this is the real linchpin of the movie of just like you get to see the zombies eating all this flesh and it's all black and white and close-ups on these like zombies like you know this is this is really what you came to see the movie for and then it's all nice nice and atmospheric and suddenly it just jumps right back to bed inside the house the music suddenly stops and now it's just crickets chirping it feels like we're jump back into a different movie because the editing is so abrupt uh especially the sound because the soundtrack just suddenly stops just and then yeah so ben's in the house he's got the gun he doesn't know what the fuck to do he's all not freaked out. He's just well, more just like, I don't know what the fuck to do now. Ten minutes till the next broadcast. It was nice of the news to take some time off the air <laughs> during this horrible oh, emergency that's what, this where is people Barbara's next contribution killed. to the film is just to sit on the couch. It's gonna be on the air in ten minutes. Johnny uh -huh. had the keys. Talk of turning over the cars. Johnny has the keys. Kid can't walk. She was bit. Man, what fun dialogue it is. It's yeah, like I'm really kinda... sitting in the room getting sick of these people alongside them. Oh, 
how this does, because I was wondering how fucking uh, Ben's got so many bullets in the rifle for the rest of the movie, but you see, the first thing he does is sit down and fill up the... He loads the gun with this uh, whole shitload of... Uh, I, I like the zombie outside that looks like he's playing with a fucking slinky with somebody's intestines. It's just like... It's like sausages' intestines. Mm. It's not like human... Awful. Very spooky. And, yeah, it's very kind of silly, but what are you gonna do? It's nineteen sixty six. So You're now we get to watch foodies of some real losers that decided they want to shoot stuff. This feels a lot different in twenty twenty. Some real tough guy loser chief gets interviewed in broad daylight. When is this happening? What uh, happened? Yeah. It was eight, oh, yeah. <laughs> eight p.m. when they went to the cemetery. Night when they got to the farmhouse. It's been dark this entire time, but all the footage they're getting on the news is in broad daylight. Oh my god, I fucking le love this sheriff police chief guy. He's the most yunzer fucking Pittsburgh. He's got this thick Pittsburgh accent like, we gotta put them bodies on the fire. Like, oh, they're all messed up. Like, he's this big fucking knucklehead with like these bullets like slung over his shoulder. And one of my favorite things about watching this movie as a kid, going back into the Pittsburgh bullshit, the TV interviewer for this whole segment of the movie, his name is Bill Cardill. He was the news reporter when I was growing up for Channel 11 News. And I didn't realize he was in Night of the Living Dead until one day I was like watching Night of the Living Dead when I was like 11 years old. I'm like, is that the weatherman in fucking Night of the Living Dead? And it's funny because they, they use his real name in the movie too, which extra adds, again, it adds an extra thing of like, ooh, this is like actual like real life, this, this movie. And uh, Bill Cardilla was great because he hosted a uh, Saturday night at midnight horror movie thing called Chiller Theater, which was supposedly the inspiration count floyd on sctv uh and that was such a popular uh show in pittsburgh that i guess it kept saturday night live off the air in pittsburgh for the first couple years uh that saturday night live had been invented because everyone loved uh, uh chiller theater so much oh man those were the best years too <sighs> yeah imagine you finally get saturday night live <laughs> and suddenly it's the shitty years after like the first year or two and you're like what's the kerfuffle about like there's no eddie murphy no bill murray or anything like that it's just like it's like fucking Joe Piscopo, and you're like, what is this? Garbage? We got rid of Chiller Theater for this? So, anyway, just props to, yeah, good old Bill Cardell. Love that dude. Um, but anyway, so. But yeah, yeah, fuck it. I do love the knucklehead sheriff guy. <laughs> Hit him, shoot him in the head. They're all messed up. Mm -hmm. uh, love. And, but so they got watching a, TV and the power goes out. They got a posse <laughs> killing zombies. Yay, this can only end well. So yeah. the power went out. If only they had some of those well-lit trees from outside they could use to illuminate inside. <laughs> Go punch a tree like in Minecraft and light bulbs will just pop out. Uh, yeah, so Ben's gotta find that fuse box and Cooper tells his wife, I gotta get that gun! And she's like, what a fucking... Haven't you done enough, you idiot? Oh she no! Does, she has such no. venom in her voice, too. It's actually a legitimately great moment. <laughs> the zombies outside were like, hey... I think they went to sleep. We should try to break <laughs> in now. Well, that's great. You do see the zombies. They're starting to pick up rocks and fucking chair legs and shit like that. And yeah, I guess all the explosion and everything else, the whole kerfuffle that these dipshits have done have attracted mm -hmm. like every fucking zombie in the county. So now instead of just half a dozen zombies, it's like 50 fucking zombies. Yeah, so Cooper's trying to hold up the windows back and... 
he's like, I got, or Ben's doing that. Sorry. Well, yeah. he yells at Cooper. Hey, help exactly out the here. Same person. They look and, so, so much alike. It's true. Cooper's all sweaty and looking panicked and just waits for Ben to drop the gun and he grabs it and picks it up and is like, oh yeah, you want to stay up here now, big man? Huh? <laughs> ah, you're not so Shitty. hot without your gun, huh? Yeah. yeah you think ah. you're, oh no. And Ben just attacks him and gets the gun back instantly. It's really kind of like shoots ben, Cooper. Like, yeah, Ben like throws a stick at him or something like that. That's enough to like knock away the barrel of the gun and then you have uh, Ben pounces on him and wrestles the gun away. And then like Ben, it's it, I thought always thought this happened quicker than I remembered it, but like Ben slowly gets up, re, like recocks the gun, and like Cooper's sitting there for a while before Ben just says, ah fuck it, just shoots Cooper in the belly. Yeah. Like, it's not like Cooper was an immediate threat at that second, which makes it even more cold-blooded that he just pops him. And it's funny, I love that Cooper's wife is just kind of sitting there. She doesn't really react because, well, I guess the, she doesn't react because she's too busy. <laughs> She's like, I, that was bound to happen someday. If I, you know, if I didn't shoot him, someone else was going to, so, you know, <laughs> <Yeah>. no, <laughs> no tears for me, Evita. Uh, and yeah. so he stumbles downstairs while the wife is being pawed at. She, he shatners his way <laughs> down into the basement. Hey! It is, I appreciate the energy put into this performance because he goes, suddenly goes all rigid and like does that thing where like he turns into a human boner, like almost falling down the steps. It's great because he's so turgid and rigid and like, ah! and yeah, he, I, he almost breaks his neck, like stumbling down the stairs. It's actually pretty impressive. But suddenly, even though he's just been shot, he's, his face is all ghosted out and he's all like losing you must be losing a titanic amount of blood, even though we really don't see any blood or anything like that. And he stumbles over to his daughter, and she's pretending to sleep, and then he passes <laughs> out next to her. I don't know if he, mm -hmm. that means he dies. Yeah. Um. Yep, and his, his wife is standing next to the door, the door while zombies grab it. Yeah, she it. refuses to lean forward, and so mm -hmm. she continues to be pot, and we see that one of the zombies is the cemetery they zombie. Yeah, they try to hug the wife, and Barbara decides, I guess I should stop being a piece of shit and help out. I, the one thing so she, she does grabs movie, a board, yeah. pushes and, but, those zombies' hands away. Yeah, the moment she tries to put a board over the door, the zombies just grab her instead of the wife. And, yep, and so the wife the runs mom, down. This is great, though. This is this is the, this is the part of the movie that always fucked me up as a kid more than anything mm. else. The mom's like, she goes downstairs, and oh no, the daughter's now eaten the dad. And she, and but she's dad, not a she's not a zombie. She's not a zombie. She just hated that asshole that much. Well, it's great because the dad, he's obviously just got one arm tied behind his back to look like he's mm -hmm. got a fake zombie. He's got a, like a fake zombie arm stump sticking out of his shirt. So he's kind of like leaning at this weird angle that obviously just shows up what's what's really happening. And and I guess in the ten seconds that like the the, the Cooper's been dead, his, his the daughter's arm. been able to like chew through his entire arm. Mm. And what she's left with, what she's chewing on, isn't even an arm, it's just like a hunk of ham. So mm. I don't know, she like ate the rest of the his whole arm, I guess, already. And then and the suddenly, mom's the mom's yeah. like, I get it, I get it. <laughs> but Honey, you're not gonna be punished. I know I should be angry, <laughs> but again, we all knew this was inevitable anyway, so mm. no judgment, it's cool. Let's just go get ice but cream. The yeah. daughter's like, you're a jerk, too, and no, she grabs no. a trowel, and the mom says, ah, I don't know how to defend myself. And, and suddenly the mom teleports to, to the ground and uh -huh. refuses to defend herself in any way. Uh -huh. Yeah, and, uh, as... they, and Well, she does try to pitch up her, her scream on the soundtrack. 
which uh, watching this as an adult is obviously just the silly affectation. But again, watching that as a kid, I was like, what mm. the fuck's going on? Why does your voice suddenly sound like that? And suddenly they overlay like echoey kids screaming voices too. And it's like, what the fuck? It, like, it's such a nightmarish thing as a little kid watching this for the first time. And like she so, really stabs the shit out of her. She, she like stabs her like a good like fucking fourteen times. So like that kid is strong. <laughs> what? Yeah. And the and it's kind of horrifying too because the mom doesn't instantly die. It's just for like the eight minutes the scene goes on. She's just writhing around while her daughter just turns her guts into hamburger helper. And yeah. like they they <laughs> and as a stagehand throws chocolate syrup all over her face. Uh, but yeah, no, that always fucked me up. That daughter just like, not even, that somehow to me as a kid was even grosser than being eaten was the fact that she's being, and not even being stabbed to death by a sharp tool, but like by a dull, like gardening tool. And like the sound of the ka-chunk, ka-chunk into the belly flesh. Just always as a kid was so graphic to me that like, oh, it just, mm-hmm. which is funny too, because one of my best friends in high school, uh, he said he had, uh, the daughter she became an art teacher, and she got to teach him art when he was a kid. And he got to ask her all kinds of questions about being yes. Everyone in Pittsburgh has has a story about like meeting or knowing somebody from one of the the, the George Miller zombie movies. But but yeah, that was that, that, that was. Did you ever get to see any up. of their acting Oscars? All the time <laughs> in Pittsburgh, they got they won all the acting Oscars, which is just a can of Iron City beer on a little pedestal. Mm. That's all it is, yeah, with like a happy and sad smiling face drawn on in sharpie on the can so oh, zombies God. are breaking it all over the place and this ben is, is like yeah. ben is like okay okay it turns out i was very wrong and this is not secure at all maybe i was r- yeah so he just r- runs up onto the roof and laughs because zombies can't climb houses mm. uh, so no the yeah daughter, fucking, yeah the daughter attacks him Barbara gets grabbed by her brother, and she's I, taken outside. And that is on. a nice touch. And now I realize the reason they gave the brother the racing gloves, so he's more identifiable without the glasses when he shows up at the end. He's the one who grabs her, and she gets drawn into the crowd. And I'm kind of surprised they don't show anything specifically happening to where she just gets enveloped and she just disappears from the movie, just like she disappeared from the movie from any functional perspective like an hour and a half ago <laughs> and suddenly yeah all the rest of the zombies come uh, storming in there's fucking cemetery zombies like one of the first ones and climbs in through a window and yeah fucking uh ben is very lucky that the daughter decided to grab him first without just trying to bite because that's just yeah. enough warning for him to like throw her aside and then he yeah. locks himself in the basement yeah sees the parents all dead and the dad starts to get up and ben's like oh i get to shoot this motherfucker twice sweet <laughs> Shoots him in the head, and then the yeah. mom. That kid shoved a trowel through her chest plate. That's a strong ass baby. That's, but somehow the kid's also then not strong enough to actually punch, push through this like fucking cardboard door yeah. into the basement. But it is, she is trying to push against it. All the other zombies come in. Also, yeah. Kudos to the mom for not even trying to hold her breath while they filmed her scene of being dead on the ground. What are you gonna do? Congratulations. Yeah, she so. can't. She's all the taste of all that Hershey syrup on her lips. Mm-hmm. She couldn't hold her breath because she's just like. Mm-hmm. Oh, so tastes so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Ben kneels on the floor as zombies mill about, like they are hearing something and trying to figure out where the sounds coming from. Maybe that cricket's back. I don't know. <laughs> I like to think that like they can smell him, but then mm. they lose interest because he's got the corpses with him in the basement. So maybe that helps mask his his the mm. smell of being alive. So they lose interest after a while. And again, if this were a movie being made today, they would have made more of a meal of like 
him, like, the crescendo of the noise rising outside, and is he gonna make it, or... But in this movie, it just kind of fades, like, the scenes just stops, and suddenly cuts to the next morning. It's very anticlimactic. Yep, but in a way, next... I appreciate it. Like, it just kind of cuts straight to the point, which is one of the few times this movie does that. It's okay, in the next scene. Yeah. There's a bunch of good old boys walking around, shooting his own bambos. Fucking hee-haw with guns, yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> God, these are the biggest and if fucking these... yunzers. If these fucking idiots were able to take care of zombies, no problem. There's no way there should have ever been a sequel to this movie. That's the kind of thing, because it's just a bunch of... It's half a dozen dipshits. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not like the not our National Guard, even though they keep on talking about eventually meeting up with the National Guard. It's a bunch of fucking yunzers with their fucking, like, fucking, like, 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 fucking practice shooting guns. Just, like, taking out all these zombies. It's the least... Yeah, it's it's not the cavalry. It's just a bunch no. of fucking dipshits. Yep. Yeah, and which is funny too, because obviously all this footage was shot at the same time the footage we shot on the TV earlier, because everyone's still dressed in their same clothes. Like it's the same location. Like yeah. this just this just just suggests the live TV broadcast we saw earlier was literally just being filmed like a hill away, like over the hill, just like like maybe like 500 yards away from the where the farmhouse is. But so, but yeah, see they they ben- see the house. Ben wakes up to the sounds of dogs and gunfire, and yeah. he goes upstairs and looks out a window and says, Oh, a bunch of white dudes with guns. I can't see how this, this could go wrong well. at all. Yeah. I'll just poke my head out this window here. In retrospect, they... I guess he could have shouted and said, Hey, guys. But... Instead of leveling his gun at him. Yeah. You'd think, the, you'd think the fact that the zombie was leveling a gun at them would have been the first thing they could have been like, Oh, we haven't seen a gun a zombie try to use a gun yet. Maybe this guy's not a zombie. Another one for the corpse pile. Yeah. Go get him on the fire. So then um, a bunch of photos of them taking his body out and burning him. Because I, I guess they forgot to film this part. <laughs> the ra- they're camera jammed, so they just took a bunch of still photos and just made a yeah. montage out of it. I do like the distancing effect of the montage at the end. Because, yeah, it suddenly just turns into a bunch of still photos like you would see in the newspaper. Mm-hmm. And it is does kind of create a kind of interesting like these are the images you would see in the newspaper, but you would not have known what the events were that led up to these photographs, and so it kind of makes you feel like a little bit more like you're a part of like this story that no one else will know about because of of course Ben dying and everything like that. It kind of like makes you kind of wonder about all the, at least this is my perspective, kind of makes you wonder about all the photos you've seen in a newspaper and you've never appreciated the backstory that led to other photos that you've seen in real life newspapers of things like this and especially like, that's the big thing that people take away from this movie so much is the fact that like you've got this black guy being hauled away by white guys with guns and meat hooks and stuff that very much looks like civil rights photography and shit of the time like you got, you got white guys with guns and dogs like fucking shooting a black guy and it's all and like even the photographs and everything like that or the way they're staged and everything is like very much like evocative of racial shit that was uh, going on at that time, of course, still going on now, too, but, like, it's racially charged, and that by itself was enough to, like, instantly make Night of the Living Dead a legend. And, but, yeah, I, did you know? Well, did you then know some socks about... are on fire, and it's the end. Yeah, And I do like how the credits start. There's no big, and again, when the music is all dissonance, there's no big, and I like the movie. There's no moral to the movie, because, again, like, even the movies that were being made at this time, like the Hammer movies, uh... They always still had to have some kind of moral at the end. There is no moral to this. It's just the movie ends and it's just sad and fucked up and there's no justice and it's just like, what the fuck was that? 
I appreciate that they... That's a hell of a statement to make with a movie like mm -hmm. that. Like, not make a statement. Just have it be the thing, and it's fucked up that... that Ben dies, and it's not for any particular reason other than these guys are fucking meatheads, and it's like, holy shit, so... Uh, Ted, yeah. you know about the, how this movie ends? Yeah. Oh, okay, because that's the big that's the big twist that everyone takes away from this movie. It's like, oh shit, they killed Ben. Oh shit, I can't believe it. <laughs> oh no, he died. Oh no. So yeah, that's not a living dead. That's kind of yep. like, all nasty piece of work, which I still appreciate. Maybe it doesn't come across so nasty now if you're watching for the first time in 2020. No, but... sir. Especially since all of the <laughs> like. The, the most quote-unquote potent scenes I've seen a thousand times on any horror documentary. God, or I didn't even think about that. Anything yeah. like that or well, clip shows of, oh, Night of the Living Dead. Here's the clip of him saying, they're coming to get you, Barbara. Here's the clip of the little girl stabbing her mom. Okay. Here's the clip of the dead people eating the raw meat. That's uh, Those are... Those are the most evocative scenes. I mean, I can't believe they don't use all of the 15 minutes of just them watching TV <laughs> exactly, on yeah. all those shows. That they don't talk about Bill Cardill all the time. Yeah. Um, that one it's fine. I can because... just, you know, yeah. yeah. I'm glad people love it. I'm glad it, I, I guess. Well, <laughs> I was going to say I'm glad it, it, like, inspired other people to make zombie movies, but I'm so sick of zombie movies. That's another thing, too. Everybody's like, sick of zombie movies now, so... Yeah. Well, it doesn't help that, like, aside from the fact there's so many zombie movies... At least man wasn't the real monster in this one. <sighs> we'll be interested sure, to see... Yeah, the man shoot Ben at the end, but that's, but that's just not because like... they were being cautious or whatever, but... It's just it a random event oh, that happens. Man. The movie doesn't, like, linger on it or anything like that. Yeah. Well, again, like, that's what I'm saying. The ending is so... Just shit happens, but it doesn't like linger. It's not. If they, it, the if movie like doesn't they, go out of its way to point at you and be like, "Did you know they, man is the real villain?" Yeah. If they did this movie now, Cooper would. There would have been more survivors in the house, and Cooper would have been systematically murdering them because of resources or well, whatever. Well, now if you made it, it now, yeah, Cooper would have a MAGA hat on, and that would be hyper politicized, and it would mm. be a whole. You couldn't. Yeah, it would just be like. Uh, it would be insufferable. It would be a fucking mess. Just because you'd have to like heighten everything and make it even more political and but yeah and then that's funny thing too because i forget uh because i grew up with this movie and it's like baked in my dna i keep on assuming it's not as popular with everyone else as it is with me having grown up in pittsburgh so i'm kind of surprised to even hear you talk about how often the coming to get you barbara was I mean, played it's and one of the seen like, because it's yeah. original horror horror movies. I mean, you yeah. could well, like say I said, like, it's, it's one of the first movies like Dracula movies. and stuff are horror movies, but this is like a. I yeah. mean, people describe it as a gore fest, which is about as legitimate as <laughs> it's a chocolate syrup fest. Uh, yeah, no, it's describing not, yeah. Suspiria is if if people consider that one of the goriest movies ever, this could be too. Yeah. So you know, I mean, yeah, this is fine. the first kind of. Uh, it's pretty much most. It's slow horror, as shit. Yeah, m most horror uh, academic motherfuckers tend to consider the one-two punch of, like, Psycho and this as being, like, the first two real, <laughs> was... like, modern horror films, but... It was fun to make fun of. <laughs> yeah, well, God knows that, because it's so ineptly made. <laughs> there's definitely a life you just want to tear a movie apart. God knows there's plenty of things that, that rip this movie apart, but... Yeah, and again, but... like, uh, yeah, I I'm, I'm kind of... I, 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 yeah, I have, I have very loaded perspective about this movie just because, you know, where I come. Yeah, we did. Well, get... it didn't totally drive you nuts. No, I, we did. Um, 
receive an email from Mr. Jonathan Mitchell talking Ooh. about the, the thing. And he said, hey guys, I don't recall the first time I saw Night of the Living Dead, but I've seen it dozens of times. Sorry for that, Jonathan. I'm, I'm condolences. No, it's not that bad. He should, he should get paid by the Romero estate for wasting all that time. Mm. He says, I think the thing I like most about it is how real it seems. The characters are all pretty normal people and played straight. The fact that there are no stars also really helps this. It's all local actors, which who could tell? Or in some cases, not even actors. Who could tell? I know some of the played extras. that way it's a documentary more than a film because the people yeah. can't even act, yeah. But oh, I don't have notes for in front of me to tell you which ones. They even got the local news helicopter to help with the helicopter shot. Oh, that makes I sense. Yeah, actually, yeah. I think my favorite Night of the Living Dead experience was seeing it in theaters in 2015, accompanied by a live band called the Marconi Youth doing their own rendition of the score. Wow. They would uh, play during scenes of only music while the film's audio was lowered and then stopped for the, the rich, rich dialogue. Emphasis mine. Uh, the audio <laughs> oh, would no, come back. no, no, no. <laughs> I love the soundtrack is entirely uh, library music. Yeah. It had an uh, official vinyl release years after it came out, but it was only a small portion of the music. It got a CD release in 2010, which is OOP and You Know Me, and a more recent vinyl, vinyl release from Waxworks. Hmm. I got the CD and the new vinyl. Anyway, these are just a couple quick thoughts on the film to make it in before you record. Looking forward to hear you guys talk about it. Well, you know, sorry to dash Hopefully, it wouldn't destroy uh, uh, Jonathan no, Mitchell's uh, you, stuff too much. Uh, how you can all... you be a fan of this movie and not expect other people to make fun of it? That's especially you and me. Well, any kind of horror movie, really, too. Because yeah. like any more, any horror movie. Uh, no movie parts. is above being made fun of. Um, trying to look up, uh, trying to figure out what the name of Jonathan's YouTube channel is. So I'm going through my favorites right now. Uh, mm. let's see. I have. Oh no! Mmm, poopy town. Mmm, mmm. Mm. Wait, is that not saved? Oh, you know what? I saved it to my Halloween. Uh, I've got a massive Halloween YouTuber uh, list of YouTube videos, so it's definitely in there. Let me pull this up. Yeah, Jonathan Mitchell is on. He's on YouTube. He's a uh, sweet man. Um, let's see. Night of the Living Dead. Oh my gosh! Bill, just 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 send me the link and I'll post it with the. Okay, but yeah, uh, at least on Twitter, uh, Jonathan Mitchell is J is John Phil Mitch, uh, John being uh, John with no H. It's just J O N Phil Mitch M I T C H on Twitter. Yeah, check him out. He's he's a super sweet guy. And yeah, no, I love the fact that, like I said, yeah, he uploaded that entire super deluxe, pretty much every scrap of music that's in that movie. Uh, was on that CD and he posted the whole CD to um, YouTube. And I, yeah, the whole library music is fucking fantastic. They kind of did a similar thing with uh, Dawn of the Dead, where there's some library music in Dawn of the Dead. Uh, most of the music in Dawn of the Dead is custom, like music. You'll, it's very specific. You'll you'll find out about that next week. But there's some great music, library music tracks in Dawn of the Dead, um, including one of the most famous horror uh, movie uh, sound the little sound clips of all times in that movie, the fucking gonk, which I love so much. But, yeah, thank you, Jonathan Mitchell. That is very much appreciated. That email yeah, was... Yeah, Very, nice especially because I don't think he realized we were recording today, so like 90 minutes before we started recording, he was like, are you guys talking about Dawn of the Night of the Living Dead sometime soon? I'm like, yeah, 90 minutes. 
So he had to dish that out really quickly, but mm-hmm. yeah, no, and, it's, and like I said, yeah, with me being from Pittsburgh, I I just assume that no one cares much that much about that movie or any of the Dawn of the Dead or any of the Dead movies as much as I do, and so it's that's nice ridiculous, to hear. Bill. They're huge. I don't understand how, because like I said, they they managed to survive John Leguizamo. <laughs> I don't know how anyone else gets into the Night of the Living Dead movies, like because they're zombie movies. There's zombie movies, but, like, especially if you're a younger person, there's so many zombie movies to choose from. It's amazing that, like, even Jonathan Mitchell will get into Dawn, Night of the Living Dead so much because, yeah, you're a man of taste. They, you're, you're a good guy, John. Um, but, yeah, so, yeah, that's Night of the Living Dead. Not not, 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 not too much crazy trivia out there on the side of the back. But, yeah, straight to public uh domain because i guess the original title of the movie is going to be either night of the anubis or night of the flesh eaters they realized that there was already a movie called the flesh eaters out so they had to change the title of the night of the living dead at the last moment but the title card house that they had hired to do the titles for the film forgot to put a copyright notice on that last minute change uh to night of the living dead so that's why the film uh, slipped into um public domain i think the new fancy uh, scan of it that was put out for the 50th anniversary. I think that is because I noticed they put a whole lot of copyright notices on that. So if you want to watch that, you have to pay for it. And I think that's the same transfer that wound up in the Criterion Collection that came out uh, a couple years ago. But, but yeah, it's really, really, they put together a really good version of that film, though. It looks really gorgeous out there. It's a super H- HD 4K version. It's as good as a movie made by a bunch of college students with. It's ten dollars. Nineteen sixty-six is likely. And so, yeah. So that's our second spooky episode for October this month. Did just next so week? Spooky. Did you just want to do Dawn of the Dead? Just keep our keep to our schedule. Since we did two two Disney uh, uh, Disney through the decades episodes in a row, we'll do do, do my two zombie movies in a in a row. Oh, I guess we can. Do you know? What are you going to do? Because you're going to have the last episode for this month. You just want to do the next Disney for the decade. Well, do you? I, uh, no, I was going to pick a movie. I don't know. Do you want to do a spooky episode at the end of the month so there's a closer to Halloween? Look at you talking to. Of course. Okay, then. You give me well, the option. Maybe, I'll always do a spooky. Maybe we will do mine next week and then skip to yours. And do yours. And, the and then we'll do of the two month. of yours to start November with? No, we can just die. Who cares? We don't need to be on... I'm sure we've gone off schedule before yeah. in terms yeah. of who does what. Yeah. So, okay. So long as you, we oh, get so to we'll, this What do you want to do next week, then? If um, you're next week. Uh, I'm going to take a look. So it'll be one of these two. I'll just... I'm going to see how bad the worst oh, witch no. is. Yeah, you like, did. And if that's worth talking about, just... Or if the only thing worth a shit is Tim Curry singing Halloween. The Halloween. Oh, so that is the work. Oh, okay, because there was the one. Yeah, you're you're thinking about Teen Witch is the one you got confused with that. Teen Witch is the one I had written down, thinking it was yeah. the Tim Curry thing. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's worst witch. I'll take a look at that. And if that's no good, we're going to do Rocky Horror Picture Show. I, I, if you'd stuck a gun in my head, I would have told you we had already done Rocky Horror. But no, I wanted to, and you were like, "No, we're saving it for October." Oh, okay. Well then, well, but <laughs> so... yeah, you figure out what you want to do. But yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe Sorry. I'll change my life, my mind at the last minute too, and we'll do Halloween Town instead. If you do, <laughs> if you do the worst witch, I would be tempted. We could just do, do like nineties. God, worst witch is that even nineties? That might be late eighties. 
know. No, it, it, the the special effects of that Tim Curry song sure seem like they're. That from, looks um, like that was done at a video stall at the mall in 1987. Yeah. Oh god. 1986. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's that totally terrible chroma keyed. Like, Plus, it's only like an hour and nine minutes, so. That's always a bonus. That again with Halloween Town, that was kind of <laughs> nice too. Because I was. Have you seen? I should not even bring this up. Because, but I'm 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 kind of curious because now that I'm, I've popped my Adam Ch Adam Sandler cherry a little bit on the podcast. Have you? Uh, do you have any interest in seeing Hubie Halloween? No, I sent you the trailer for that and was like, oh, well, look, at he's back. Great. I watched it. It's actually not that bad, mm. uh, which is funny because I was like, by the end of it, I was like, oh, that was actually kind of vaguely, mildly cute. And then I looked up to see who made it. And the same guy who directed it made Little Nicky, which was the only other Adam Sandler movie I'd seen before we had seen Billy Madison. And I suddenly felt soiled. Ah. <laughs> I was like, oh, no. And I was so happy, because I was like, oh, they actually use real uh, candy in this movie. So many Halloween movies will use just, like, generic Werther's Originals, like, anonymous candy. I was like, oh, no, they're actually, like, eating Reese's Cups and stuff in this movie. And I looked, okay, it was like, oh, it's all Hershey's products, so it's totally a product tie-in. Mm. And I forgot how Adam Sandler is with that shit, so. I'm, I'm shocked that no one picks up a Reese's Cup and goes, mmm, Reese's Cups are so delicious. Blah, blah, blah. But yeah. Hubie Halloween is actually, it's... Uh, it's very Halloween-y, which I very appreciate, and I also appreciate that movie's commitment to orange and black. Mm. That Every frame of that movie's got, like, orange and black in it, so, like, fuck. People keep on trying to sneak purple into Halloween. Halloween is not a purple thing. Get the fuck out of here, purple. Get the... <sighs> Society started going downhill when they started putting cool colors into... into... into, uh, Fruity Pebbles. I'm not gonna let them put cool colors into Halloween... What am I talking for some, about? For some reason, I just had a flash of an, an image in my head of old man yells a cloud. Weird. <laughs> I have color opinions about things. But... <laughs> so this is my little birthday gift to you, Daniel. Happy 40th. Yeah. What a great birthday gift. Yeah. Oh, you are born in 1980. You were born after The Empire Strikes came out. You're a baby. You're a baby, a baby. having babies. I'm a baby, but now I, this birthday's I got a whole section of Spencer's gift dedicated to just the, this year. They've oh, got 21 and they got that. 40. That's the t is, is Spencer's gifts. They must actually be officially be out of business between the pandemic and malls in general just already being dead. But yeah, oh if I can I hey, get where you a else are underage kids gonna buy dildos? God, I need to get you a foam trucker's hat with tits on it. Mm -hmm. That says Lordy Lordy over 40 or what the fuck. Yeah, this is the one birthday where people can say Lordy Lordy. Oh my god, him. yeah. Happy birthday, yeah. Daniel. Yeah. Uh, I guess it sounds like I'm going to put a little little uh, uh, little thing that uh, Kel uh, that Kelsey, uh, Daniel's wife, got him for his birthday. I'm going to rip the audio for that, so if you hear something really weird at the end of this <laughs> podcast, you'll know exactly what it is. <laughs> really weird. <laughs> really fucking odd. I Kelsey's great. I love you guys. <laughs> There's a reason I'm friends with you guys. Oh god! But... Yeah, I hope the rest of your day is relatively chill. I yeah, get. Be. I imagine there's not much. I'm glad at least you guys aren't sick. Yeah, like I said, being sick kept us from recording last week. So at least you you don't have to re spend your birthday just like 
with like a kid who's melting and feeling like you're in a. Did you ever get that sick yourself? Because I know you said Kelsey. No, and the kid I kind of had a, a light head cold, but they both got fevers and snotty and oh, okay. all the gross. gross so stuff. I haven't had a birthday yet in Animal Crossing. Is there anything that happened in the game for you? Yeah, I thought one of your 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 dupes people had a birthday. Uh, you know what? Yeah, I don't think I really messed with that too much though. I think the only thing I did was. You, yeah, I got, you can get a song from KK. You get the birthday yeah. song, which you can only get on your birthday. Yeah, they got. Uh, they gave me a bunch of cupcakes, and then you give those to your villagers, and they oh. give you presents. Oh, that's cool. Any cool presents? presents? Is it like birthday themed stuff? Yes. Oh, that's nice. Congratulations! Yay! I'm special. <laughs> okay, we should wrap this up. Yeah. So next week we'll talk about something. Yeah, some, Tim Curry's gonna sing one way or another. Oh, I didn't think about that. I like, for hell or high water, it's Tim Curry. Fucking A, yeah. Um, you hadn't seen Rocky Horror until recently, right? No, I saw I saw Rocky Horror too young to see Rocky Horror. Oh, wow, okay. Because I only saw Rocky Horror the first time, like, with, like maybe five years ago. Yeah, that's why we've always kind of been on the table. Yeah. Okay. Okay! Well, that was Zombombos. Uh, he's muttered on Twitter. I'm the Grumpy Turtle on Twitter. Tired Podcast on Twitter. TiredPodcast.com, all that stuff. Hey Daniel, hold on. I gotta go check the window. I hear there's police people oh. and dogs outside. Oh no, Bill, don't do it. <laughs> oh wait, no, you're... but I wait, have to peek. And it's okay. You're middle-aged and white. You'll be fine. <laughs> don't be like, hey, it's one of us. Like, uh-huh. We can have beers with that guy. Yeah. Oh my All right. god. I'm just mad. I just picture. I just want to do an edit of Don of Night of the Living Dead, except for the one shot. Instead of Ben looking out the window, it's just me. Cr- crumbing, cramming a fucking hamburger helper with my bare hands into my mouth looking out the window. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm num num num. I'm num num num. So, oh, okay. uh, until next time, brains. 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 Hey, Nashley! That's not really the other thing at the right Shut up, Bill. Okay. Alright. Okay. Prepare your ears for something even weirder than this. Heck yeah, so long. <laughs> Take care, guys. Hello there, my name's Gary. I'm in California, and I'm honored to give a message to Daniel Rudis from Kelsey Rudis. Now, Daniel, I hear you're going to be going around the sun for your 40th time on October the 11th. Every time you go around the sun, it adds a year to your life. And 40, you're halfway to 80. Think of the fun you'll have between 40 and 80. You've been together 16 years. That's that's beautiful. And you have a two-year-old son named John. That's wonderful, too. You take care of that John. Nurture him and love him. Because when you get older, he'll be taking care of you. <laughs> anyway, I'm glad to hear that, that you enjoy what I do. But I enjoy what you do. Now, spirit animal, that's an honor to be your spiritual animal. I'm Native American. I have two Indian bloods in me, Delaware and Cherokee. So spiritual animals are very powerful in influencing you, motivating you, and inspiring you. Okay, your birthday. Here's a gift I'm giving you from my heart to your heart.
happy birthday. Happy birthday, happy, happy birthday. Happy birthday to you. To Daniel from Kelsey. Oh, your birthday is beautiful. It's beautiful. How about that, huh? Happy birthday, Daniel, from Kelsey and from Gary and from Stephanie, my soulmate, and my, our son, Luke, who is 10. Happy birthday from everyone in the world to you, Daniel. You deserve it, you've earned it, and you're halfway to 80. See you later. Bye-bye. What the hell was that?